0: The following podcast contains spoilers and rude words. Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Well, in the words of the toy that's imitating Woody, howdy, howdy, howdy. (laughs) Howdy, howdy, howdy. That's not how we're opening the show, is it, mate? That's it. (laughs) Okay. We're away. (laughs) All right. Uh, How you been, buddy? Um, oh, you know. My house is approaching the temperature of the sun. So there's that. We're finally we're finally getting that Australian summer. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't I'm god it's it's disgusting. <sighs> what are we talking about this week, mate? We're not talking about the weather. No, something um just as joyful. <laughs> <laughs> pieces of a woman. We did get to feel good movie of the summer, Pieces of a woman. <laughs> 2020 drama film directed by Cornel Mondrosko from a screenplay by Carter Weber. It stars Vanessa Kirby, Shia LaBeouf, Molly Parker, Sarah Snook, Eliza Schlesinger, Benny Safdie, Jimmy Falls and Ellen Burstyn. And what is it about, Tove? It's about how fucking grim your life is after <laughs> something fucking grim happens. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's a piece on grief. It's a piece on grief. Mm. Um, originally written as a stage play. Did you know that? I did not know that. So, a husband and wife team. So, he directed, she wrote, and it's based on a stage play that they had put together. Based, I right. believe, around their own um, loss of a child. Uh, but heavily fictionalised with the account of the, the whole midwife trial and whatnot. Yeah, right. Um, well, should we crack into it? And because and no one else is the boof. <laughs> We are right in the in the Le still. <laughs> I think I think we're post buffening, aren't we? Yeah, you think we're past the Le buffening? Yeah, we've turned think, on the buff. You bo- think yeah. nobody likes the Boof anymore? No one no one wants buff. W- were there some stories out this week about the Boof? Didn't he do oh, some yes. he, some horrendous things? No good. No good. Um let's get into it then. Uh what did you think of the movie? I think there are very decent chunks of a very decent film that then craps the bed. Okay. It sounds to me like we're probably along the, long, the same lines, but I suspect that you enjoyed it more than I did then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Shall we start with the performances? There's been a lot of talk about Vanessa Kirby Oscar potential. Yes, one... Did she, win, did she win Best Actress at Venice, I think? maybe I think it was Venice last year right? that she won Best Actress at. So, yes, as you said, a, a much hyped performance. Yeah. How did, how did you feel about her performance? I think she's excellent. I thought she was okay. I, I went into this film, I didn't really know anything about it other than all the talk about the performances, and I expected that that was going to be the one thing I really took away from the film. But as it is, I I thought she was just okay. And that's kind of how I feel about the majority of the film. Um, And I don't blame her for that. I'm just going to say this. I think this is a really poorly written film. I did not like the, the screenplay for this film at all. And I think it reeks of stage play adaptation. I feel like this would work a lot better on stage. I think very heightened melodrama. I think it's extremely unrealistic in in many many ways and yeah for me it just it didn't translate to screen i feel like this would be a much better experience on stage one thing i think kirby conveys really well and i think this is actually props to the script as well that it does this is that it doesn't shy away from the fact that there's times where there's things she's saying where you could be like well that like that doesn't make that much sense that's not that rational it's like well like sure. Yeah. Why why would everything going through this person's head at the moment be a rational thought? Like when she's at the there's the scene where they're looking at the headstone. And she's like, well who cares, none of this matters anyway. Of course it matters. And of course she doesn't mean that. Yeah. And I actually really like the fact that that the movie lets the character be that person. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. How much how much at the opening scene, like how many shots do you reckon? construct that opening scene, which is kind of constructed in a kind of 1917. My understanding is it is one long take. Wow. Um, I did some reading. They did six takes, and I believe this is the fourth one. Okay. And a lot of it was improv Um Shia LaBeouf's lines, I believe he didn't have any written lines for that entire 29-minute chunk. Just didn't look at them. <laughs> um, so my understanding is that it, it ended up as one long take. Um, I don't think they- had any cuts there at all now. And I think this is going to be where we differ as well. A lot of reviews that I've read, a lot of ones that agree with me, the one thing that they take away is that that opening scene is, is great. I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, I found it, I I understand the idea behind the one long take. What they're trying to do is not not give you a break, like how you don't get a break in childbirth. Like that's obviously the intent behind it. The issue for me is that without the edits to show any passage of time, it actually feels, it almost feels too easy and a little bit like a TV birth in that. Okay. here's this, she, uh, she goes into labor and 29 minutes later, the baby is, or whatever it is, less than, I think it's about 19 minutes that scene. And without that passage of time, you don't get the progression that you get from real labor. It all feels very quick and, uh, yeah. Uh, Did you get the same feeling from it? Or did you get the feeling a lot of other people are saying where it felt very raw and real? Oh, I really liked it for the most part. Um, Like, I agree with what you're saying. It's like the, you know, like if there was a birth in an episode of 24, it's like, well, we're not going to spend 18 hours doing this. Yeah. That'd be bad television. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Likewise, yeah, there's only so long you can spend on it. Um Which is why, like, as far like there's points in the in that sequence where you know, a couple of characters have gone this way, one character's gone that way, and you are actually left with a an empty frame occasionally. Yes, yeah. When she goes to the bath, for example, and you do just linger on the hallway for I think it's about 45 seconds, yeah. And so I was like, okay, well maybe this is even though it's the one shot. Maybe it's trying you to stray past You could be like, yeah. okay, there is a passage of time here and we're just going to pick it up from the next thing that happens, even though it's not a traditional edit point. Yeah, okay. To me, to me it very much felt... This was right away where I was like, oh, this was a stage play. Because um, to me, this scene in particular played out how it would on stage. And I think on stage, it would work a lot better. It, it would feel almost relentless, I think. But in the film, it does. it feels almost... Too easy as far as a birth goes. I think it just. I don't think. You've got it- to give birth with Shia LaBeouf there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty horrendous. That's that's rough stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I, I found that scene actually did the opposite of what I think its intention was. So I, I didn't actually love the whole long takeness of it. Uh, the, f- the fake tummy in that sequence is not ideal. It's not. <laughs> I mean but uh, what are like, you going to do? Like, we've, I've never seen a good we've never seen a good one have we? I mean have yeah. we I don't think I've ever seen a good one. Uh no, I don't think I have either actually. As comical as the one in Arrested Development is, it kind of hasn't gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. We'll get we'll get there. One day. Another thing I really actually like about that opening sequence is that and and this I think the actors do this, to their credit, I think they do this really well, is that one thing that I think feels real lifey about that is that they don't wait for each other to finish a line yep. before they start. It's like you and me. We're just yeah. like, no, nah, fuck it, I've got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in. That's right. You do, um, you do interrupt me a lot, actually. Oh, famously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that was one thing early on in the film. I was like, oh, I like this. This- that was actually something that really sold it to me. Was their um, the the rhythm? Yeah, of, of that unscripted dialogue, which I didn't know it was unscripted. I was like, wow, they've just re- they've done this really fucking well. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll agree with you. And look, I'm gonna come out and say something, and I know that you're gonna disagree with me. And look, we've spoken about it. He's not a great guy. I think the Shia Boof is a pretty fucking great actor. And to be honest, I think he's one of the better things about this movie. His character is, I mean, I don't I don't like any of the characters in this film and I don't like the way that almost any of them are written. But I think that he comes across the most real in the film to me and maybe it is just because so much of his stuff is this early bit where it's unscripted. Um, but I agree with you. I think that, yeah, that, that came across well. One thing that would be stick, sticking with the first half hour, it would be really interesting if you were... ...channel flicking and it just came on... ...and you are like, oh, I'll just keep watching this... ...or if you... ...maybe you're at a film for... ...I don't know, if, so, if someone had said, hey, just watch this movie... ...I'm going to put it on... ...and and not tell you the name... ...so that in that first 25... ...because the, the title of the film does come up after that... ...opening sequence, doesn't it? Yeah, from yeah, memory. it's almost like a cold open... From it's memory. a long yeah. way in, yeah, yeah... ...it would be really interesting watching that scene... ...if you didn't know the name of the movie... ...because if you know the name of the movie... You know where it's You know, this, <laughs> all right, this, this opening scene does not have a happy ending in a movie called Pieces of a Woman. Like, we're not moving to a hallmark moment here. <laughs> yeah. um, I just, I, I wonder how, like, how much of a kick in the guts it would be if you weren't set up for it going in. That's true. I've, you know that I don't watch trailers, This is one of the few movies that I have seen a trailer for. Wow, I didn't see a trailer for it. Yeah, well, over the last three years, this was maybe the only one I saw a trailer for because I was sitting around with my wife and Beth and we were talking about what to watch and they like to watch a trailer before they watch something. So, and yeah, I- I mean, the trailer tells you everything you need to know about this. But the, the trailer is better than the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yeah, I do wonder if I might have had a different experience if I wasn't set up for what was happening. But you knew the name of the movie, so you're I, still pretty set up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, So, you're rushing out to change occupations and become a midwife? <laughs> <laughs> Five years in prison for- yeah, for going, for going to work that day. I mean, she gets a raw deal in this movie, doesn't she? I, I know that. Like how, and I think this a lot with whenever I'm watching anything where a like TV movie, whatever, where a medical person is being done for malpractice or something. Yeah, and I'm like, how many times in the average day does the average person fuck up and hit Control Z? <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I think of, I I feel really bad for that woman by the end and. Thank God that Vanessa Kirby does come around in that final scene and, and her big court speech is actually not in defense of that woman, but kind of, you know, give her a break. It wasn't her fault. Because, um, yeah, I feel very bad for her. Certainly, they, they don't present her as somebody who's shocking at their job She's by any She's not malicious. Means. No. <laughs> nor nor incompetent. No. Just no. You know, re- really bad things do happen. They do. And that's the thing about- childbirth is that, you know, it's like people can write birth plans and stuff. It's going to be different every time. You really can't prepare for birth, <laughs> like from either the mother's perspective or the midwife's perspective. You you can't prepare. We actually had not, I mean, obviously not the same experience, but we had a similar thing in that our midwife who we had had dealt with was busy with another birth on the day. So, we had a very similar thing where you call and and a different midwife came to the house. And, I mean, it was crazy. Our, our The labour of our first daughter actually was really quick. She was born within about 20 minutes of getting to hospital. And that was all just so lucky. Because by the time the midwife finally came, my wife was 10 centimetres. And she was like, you need to get in the car and you need to get in the car right now. She's like throwing towels in the car and stuff. And that so easily could have gone a different way. It would have been twenty five minutes if you hadn't had to stop for fuel on the way to the hospital, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I had let the car get to zero the night before. <laughs> I love bringing that up around your life. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't, and I guess you never know. I, I'd like to say that I wouldn't feel like I could blame the midwife, but. It must be a hard job to do. <laughs> yeah, hard pass for me on being a midwife. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people going. No, no, you should do it. <laughs> um, one thing I'll tell you. One thing I constantly like about Ellen Burstyn when in in her acting is that she's like constantly unafraid to add this layer of entitlement. To her characters, because like (laughs) she tends to get cast in these quite waspy sort of roles. Toity toity. And she is so like there's a reason she keeps getting cast in it. She's so fucking good at it. Like that is not someone you want to hang out with. I don't know what to tell you, man, because we're about to disagree again. I really did not like her in this movie. It was reeking of um Claudette. Is that her name? In the room. All I could think of the whole time. <laughs> oh my God! Was Lisa's mum in the room? I feel horrible for Ellen. Firstly, let me just bring this up. All right. So Vanessa Kirby is a young woman. She's thirty-one. Right. Ellen Burstyn is eighty-eight years old. <laughs> That's pretty old to be playing her mother. Like, look, I'm nothing wrong with having having a child at you know mid fifties. But really, it, it took so much of the realism out of it for me. And it's also. That's, like- that's fine, provided that now every time there is a man playing a 40 year old who's 57, yeah. you now have to bring it up. <laughs> I, w- I will. I will. I absolutely will. But <laughs> In, um, let's see. Every movie <laughs> every, ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For me, it broke the realism. And and again, I think every, no character in this film is written with any sense of realism to me. Everything is heightened. You know, you say that you like the kind of hoity toitiness she brought to the role. It's too much. And it doesn't. Ju- I find myself going, how does this woman find herself in this situation? Like, a woman like that doesn't raise a daughter like Vanessa Kirby. Why does Vanessa Kirby seemingly have no money when Ellen Burstyn is like what, like the richest woman in the world according to this movie? Like, I don't know. It just none of it felt real to me. This wasn't a real family. How many siblings do you know who are wildly different? Like, just because you've raised no, a no, proper no. Good I know, and I'm absolutely nothing like my sisters. Like, I know that, but there was just something about it that just reeked of, I, I don't know, There, nothing about this movie felt real or raw to me. This was almost like the Nicholas Sparks equivalent of a movie for adults. Like he makes movies for tweens. This felt very, it was very emotionally manipulative, very surface level. I felt I didn't feel like there was any real deep emotion to anything. Everything was just on the surface all the time. And at at heightened levels, like as you look at Shia LaBeouf's arc in this movie, and it just doesn't track as a human arc. <laughs> I will, I will say that the movie, where the movie for me really does turn for the worst, big time, is in Burston's big speech. Oh, terrible! To terrible this, scene. This, this quite ridiculous speech she has yeah. to her daughter and. From that point on, f- I enjoyed the movie significantly less than most of what had come before it. Yeah. I don't know. I hadn't been enjoying it before that either, but that was definitely a, a big turning point. I just felt the, int- you know. Shia Buff having the affair with the cousin and returning to drugs. About? Like that's the thing. None, none of this. Who's movie this? Tracks. Like, what's what's he doing? What's what's this cousin doing? And where's the relevance? Like, this could have been a really nice introspective piece on grief, but it's just not. It, the the grief is not really a part of this movie. Vanessa Kirby is the least focused on character in this film. <laughs> like. She's really not a part of the film because it chooses to focus on the heightened melodrama of this court case that her mother is orchestrating and her husband leaving her. And there's very little of actually dealing with the grief. Yeah, the the affairs, it's just like, well, I don't know what that's doing in the film. I really don't. No, it, it's got no purpose at all. Other than that it gets an Australian in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, okay, and there's a bunch, this is actually, here's something that happens into the section of the later later part of the film that I don't like, is that, but I will give it props for this one thing, is that when Ellen Burstyn is writing the check, which she will eventually present to Shia LaBeouf's character, you know what that's for even before she brings it up. And so just for the mere fact that it's like in the act of just writing a check, you've got enough information that you're like, I know exactly what this is going to be for. I was like, well, that's actually, like, just props to that. That's solid filmmaking. Yeah, no, that's fair. The The last kind of half hour, 40 minutes or something of the film has been building to this scene in the courtroom, which all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm watching. Wait, this is a courtroom drama? What? Yeah. Wait, what? And rather than being, like, good, it's like an 80s sitcom episode where, in this, sp- in very little time, everybody learns a lesson, grows, yep. and moves on. And it's like, I beg your pardon. Did wait? Did, when you were writing this? Did do you? Did you not know the ninety pages that came before it? <laughs> what is this? What is this shit? I tell you what should have happened. When she drove the buff to the airport, roll credits. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm with that. That's it. I'm actually confused by the whole premise of the, the court scene. And maybe maybe I just missed it because I wasn't paying enough attention because I just wasn't into it. W- was it a class action lawsuit? Was that what was happening? Were there other women who had lost their children as well? I was really confused. I don't think so. I think it's just her. So, did she- But she never decided to instigate- the The court case seemed to be happening before she- Like, there was a scene where she was in a taxi or something and there was on the news about this midwife- I was very, very confused about the actual yeah, like premise leaked of the court the case. Story to the press before, but the, who yeah. did, was that? Her mother who had leaked it. I, I was just very confused by the whole premise of it. I, I didn't understand it because she, at that point, had not decided to go ahead with anything. It seemed like the court case was going ahead, whether or not she took to the stand anyway. So I didn't understand who was taking action. You know, one thing that was even weirder than the, just you know, the hard right turn to courtroom drama or whatever the the weirdest thing about watching this film was that as watching the first kind of hour hour and a half which is some there's some horrific grim shit in there mixed with the absolute hilarity of your drunken texts mm-hmm. <laughs> so you now know what night i watched this okay so you, you watched you watch it last were- sunday <laughs> You were off chops. <laughs> and I just kept, you know, I was just, yeah, watching a movie, watching a movie, beep, beep. I start laughing, pass my phone to my other half, she starts laughing. It's like, oh, and back to the horizon screen. Well, maybe that's- And then, the- you know, seven minutes later, beep, beep. <laughs> Maybe that's why you liked the movie more than I did, because you had the joy of, of my texts at the same time. Maybe, maybe. I was- that Fuck was me, you were a mess. That was not a good night. That was really- I, I imagine it was a great night. I imagine <laughs> Monday morning was pretty grim. Oh, uh, rocking up to work on monday and i i felt sick until tuesday night (laughs) it was a really really bad it just kind of happened too like it wasn't planned or anything i started with a couple of ciders which was the problem and they were like four percent i was like oh these these are children's drinks (laughs) it sounds like the start of um Kirby and the Buffs relationship and pregnancy. <laughs> we didn't decide to do it. Couple of ciders, well, and this is the problem. You have a couple of four percent, and then you're like, "Yeah, I can rock an eleven percent or two. <laughs> it was a, oh, ve- it was, oh, was bad. It was really bad. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <sighs> I wish I'd watched this movie that night. Maybe I would have liked it more. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It sounds like I'm being really negative. I'll say, I'll say one nice thing. I liked the score for the film. I thought the score was really, really nice, right through to the end. I've seen some reviews where they talk about the score getting grating towards the end, kind of over-emotional, over-jazzy, almost. I, I liked it the whole way through. It was, it was a really great element for me. And let me say, the filmmaking in general is very good. I like the cinematography, I think the direction is solid. For me, the biggest issue is just the the screenplay. And the screenplay for me is so on, like, the rooms level that it just drags all those elements down for me. And I know that I'm probably alone here and maybe I'm being overly harsh, but it, it was just very weak for me. All right. Are we done? I think we're done. What are you scoring it? I'm a four. I'm a four out of ten. I'm a six out of ten. I like the majority of this film. Okay. Um, and then it gets it gets dragged down by the ending, which is bad. I mean, it is too long. at Two hours, ten. This movie is is a lot longer than it should be, I think. Well, about 40 minutes too long for you, right? Well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I, just, I do feel there's a lot of fat going on. Like I said, the entire storyline with Leboeuf and the cousin cut it. In fact, I would be happy with this movie to be two hours ten. If you cut the court case stuff, you cut the crap with her mother, you cut Shia LaBeouf, and you really just focus on her. Yeah, I agree. I would have. I think I would have liked this movie a lot more. I, I Even if it was longer, I wouldn't have minded if it actually had a, a more of a cohesive focus to me. Because I think this is the problem. It, it, it was very soap opera-y, and it just kind of dragged around all of the through every every bad thing that can happen to a person and just kind of threw at the wall to see what would stick. It's like her mother's crap. There's a court case. Her husband is cheating and he's on drugs and he's got a flaccid <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just, for me, very little of it actually stuck. So not a recommend from me. I feel like I'm being overly harsh here, but I've, I've got to tell my truth, you know? Mm. All right, what are we getting to next week, buddy? Patron request next week. Um, another Cohen request, not the first. Yes. We will be watching and chatting about Burn After Reading. Yes, another Cohen outing that I've yet to see. So I'm excited to finally get to it. Well, I'll talk to you then, Billy. All righty. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchtothing.com or wewatchtothing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at we Watch the thing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash thing, and we'll catch you next week. Watch a movie. Look, I am going to cut it out, but I 100% agree with you. It was, it was just this gross little <laughs> just. <laughs> <and> <laughs>